it again. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, fellow kids. What's up, guys? Hey, this is the New Hope podcast where we talk about Star Wars and hope, of course. I'm Rick Trulecki, and this is Brendan Knight. Joshua Raisler. And we're with a live studio audience where we're going to be talking about Star Wars. I, before we set up, you've obviously found this podcast. This is going to be a nine-part series. We're going to look at each Star Wars episode uh, one at a time. So we're going to start with episode one, roll ourselves uh, through the prequels, onto the originals, and then go to the, the... sequels of the originals. Is that what they're called? Yeah, we're, we're, not, going, uh, we're not going to the sequels of the originals. It's, or we, it is a sequel. Maybe more like the New Age trilogy. Is um, that the New Age trilogy? Is that what we're going to call right? it? I like Well, that. it's the new. It's a, right? It, it's it's kind of weird. It, you'd be honest. You don't know what to call it. I guess it's the sequel trilogy right, is so really what it can be called. It's so. now... Uh, this podcast has now officially made it the uh, New Age trilogy. The New that Age is trilogy. That is the official name that... Every human on the planet should now refer to J.J. Abrams approved. We are Star Wars fans. We are. But we're not going to try to prove that to you right now. You're just going to hear us, and you're obviously going to be able to tell from the way we talk about Star Wars and in our our voice and our passion and so on. Uh, But we're going to look at one thing real quickly, which is that uh, a quote from George Lucas. And George Lucas has been quoted saying that the reason that why he went into making Star Wars was to kind of explore spirituality. And he wanted to have a conversation around there being a God. And he felt like if there was no conversation around, and uh, and at the time he said he didn't feel like that was happening, a conversation around whether there was a God or not. And he didn't want to live in a world like that. So he created a universe far, far, far away, right? A galaxy far, far away. And a long away. time ago. And it was, a, it was a long time ago before the 70s. Now, the, <laughs> the, the, the main crux of that is, is that, uh, you know, as George, George was investigating, it was very clear that he was using Christianity as, um, as some type of... Uh, like a jumping off point. Yeah, jumping like off point for what he was looking at. But we would agree that the Force is not... Christianity for say it's not uh, the Holy Spirit as what uh, Christians w- would be calling that would you agree yeah, Brennan yeah it's definitely more of uh, like a yin yang like a good and good versus evil more so than it is something that resides in all of us like um, like the Holy Spirit it's more of a more of a yin yang for the entire galaxy so it, we're not trying to make a comparison there and we won't try to to bridge that gap um uh, during the during these podcasts, yeah. So I mean, we should be clear that first that one we're Christians and uh, we're 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 examining a quote by George Lucas, and it was clear that George had some clear direction of where he kind of wanted to go with this. And it's very evident to me when you look at the originals that the story wasn't so much about uh, the Force or trying to define the Force as a. Um, you know what are the rules? What are the policies? What are, how does it work? How does it function? As much as it was actually about the characters surrounded around the mm-hmm. force, yeah. and what I observed was that you had a story about broken people seeking redemption and trying to make amends and and trying to find uh, restoration for themselves, much like the Judeo Christian message. Uh, you know, uh, that's the message of Jesus: is to restore and to redeem. And uh, it's interesting he had clear direction that somehow he got off track. And by the time that you end up with episode one, we're already off the bat where we have a virgin birth. 
and Anakin is now Jesus Christ. And clearly, <laughs> we can start to see where he's gone off the rail a little bit of his own messaging. And by the time that you get to episode three, we're lost, we're confused. Yeah. And uh, what we're what we're suggesting at this point is is that what if we would go back, look at these stories, and change the story to follow the Judeo Christian message, to follow the gospel, and see. Uh, if perhaps that would improve upon the story of Star Wars. And spoiler alert. It totally will. It will. <laughs> yeah, so and we, we want to make it clear that we're not trying to um, like retell Bible stories or oh, no. use biblical characters in this retelling of these episodes. Um, it's, it's more... Uh, it's more that that all three of us here are are Christians, and um, just who we are as Christians will influence the way that we will tell these stories, um, the way that we would see them. So it's not one to one with the Bible, but our own own values will be apparent in this film. And Rick, you, right. you were saying this reminds you of an, like another movie, right? So I mean, that's one of my biggest upsets about Christian films is that Christian films are so drastically trying to oversaturate you with a message that just doesn't seem real in reality. Right. Um, I remember like the champion, uh, with Carmen, this is before your time. Yeah, you're, you're, you're yeah, losing. I'm, I'm you're already, losing I'm already dating right now, myself. Somebody might know that's listening. Yeah, yeah. But uh, what you'd have is it was a story about a boxer who became pastor, and and he was living in in L.A. and he was dealing with the gangs, and the gangs would come up to the little kids. That's and like, be like my life to a T. Yeah. So he the, the little the gangs in L.A. They would be like, oh hey, we're the gangs in L.A. and we're gonna. We're gonna mess we with you. What's up, homebre? And but they wouldn't. Yeah, they wouldn't swear. They wouldn't do anything that was super <laughs> offensive because the the film was rated PG, of course, because you couldn't have. We only yeah. drink, but and, only sometimes. Yeah, yeah, but not on film. But not on. And, yeah. yeah, and then they would pick up the kid's bike and they throw it over the fence and be like, "Oh, what now?" You know. <laughs> and That's then that was gang. like, "Oh, this is the this is oh man, what evil in this world?" It never so felt <laughs> like it at all, and the worst of that the worst. was the problem. Yeah. And so I, I always feel like I. I, you know, I, my background um, was originally in film. I was a film editor in Portland. I think one of the things that I I failed to see Christians do was tell real stories of how the gospel really affects this world, this life, and they made those mistakes all the time. And the 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 trick is too is to not explicitly make it a Christian film. It's just it's a film that everybody can watch. But when you when you're watching it, you just you there's something to it. Right. That's beyond it, what well, the what story that's being told is. Yeah. is a story of real hope. Yeah, exactly. Right? Yeah, uh, one of my favorite directors is uh, Pete Doctor. Uh, he's a director of Up, of Monsters Inc., of Inside Out. He's the he's a Pixar guy, and he's been quoted basically saying that look, I I am a Christian, but I don't make Christian films. I make films, and these these films that I make have and reflect my morals and my values. And that really comes through with these films. Up is one of the most fantastic movies ever made. Um, and it tells an amazing story about uh, not being caught up in possessing, but restoring and redeeming relationships, uh, broken relationships. And gosh, I so wanted that for Star Wars. Uh, growing up as a kid, Star Wars had that. And then as 
you know, Star Wars has become this massive universe, I feel like the original message that was being told at some point has just been lost in all the CGI and yeah. all the the added stuff. And and so here we are. So now we're here. So let's start. Let's start it. Let's episode say, so episode one. one. So it sounds like we've already off the bat already picked on Virgin Birth, right? Speaking of Get CGI, of Josh, what are your views on Jar Jar Binks? Mm-hmm. Um, I'm thinking probably we're gonna have to remove. Jar Jar. Just get rid of uh, well, I mean, you know, we we can we can do something with Jar Jar. So wait, we let's can... set let's set some ground rules real quick first. <laughs> uh, first, we're going to admit that we're looking at Episode One. There are some good things about Episode One. We'll talk about them a little bit later. Let's probably talk about what isn't. Uh, no, let's no. Should we talk about that first? Should we talk about what's good first, or we'll talk about what's bad? Yeah, first? we can talk about what we like first. Okay, so yeah, I start off positive. I was gonna say because actually I was like, oh, I really want to trash this movie. But I'm, I think it's harder so we to can, say something positive I, about it, right? I think right? it's okay if we spend five minutes saying something good and then spending like five 30 minutes, minutes Brennan, You got it, it, man. Let's put it on the clock. All right. Ratio. All right. So you got to tell me something positive about Star Wars before we start just destroying this thing because yeah. there's there's some good stuff to this. And and what do you like about this story? So yeah. go ahead. Yeah. So so obviously for me, the uh, I love the pod race. I love watching um, – those pods zipping down the uh, the Tatooine surface, and and then also the um, the lightsaber fight at the end of of the movie with Darth Maul. I mean, it, that that to me, like if you watch the four, five, six, and then you go watch uh, number one, yeah, yeah, it's heavily choreographed. It's way less believable than than like I would say five and six's lightsaber fights are. But oh man, that double lightsaber. Yeah, and what you, right? you were talking about, what what was that song, John? Duel of the Fates. Duel of the Fates. John oh Williams gosh. knocked it out of the park. Holy smokes. So, you, so, so cool. the music is awesome. The music makes Absolutely. that scene. Yeah. Oh, my Basically. gosh. Yeah. It's fantastic. Now, well, you can't take that scene and just pluck it out. You realize that that scene, the lightsaber fight at the end of the film, is connected to three other scenes happening at the exact same time. They're spliced together. They're in, they're they're going. You're going in and out, in and out between those scenes. And one of those scenes, of course, is of a small child taking a <laughs> spacecraft uh, into outer space. Uh, killing killing hundreds is of Is that aliens. the first time that Anakin went into outer space, by the way? It had to have been. Is no. that? No. Because no. No, really? he wasn't? Well, yeah. Well, he, he wasn't born on Tatooine. Was it? What? He's been, he'd been transported several times. Oh, see, you guys now, re- oh, gotta read the oh, books. Oh, so you're giving away. Oh, so now we were okay, revealed. See. Here's the levels of our fan base. You have Joshua up here that knows things about transportation and you got Brennan and I. Uh, we just got doc- yeah, knocked cl- down clearly, just a little bit. Clearly, clearly. Yeah. just destroyed us with Anakin <laughs> like, Skywalker knowledge. But let's just let's stick with uh, with. But um, do you like the, the whole scene? We, no. Do you like the whole scene altogether so, with all the other scenes combined? So for me, I got to pull. I the way I see Episode One is it's it's a it's a series of separate adventures that all kind of come back to the same planet it started on, right, Naboo, but. The the whole scene when they go to Tatooine, it's all it's pointless. I mean, it, all that's cool there is you you meet Anakin. It's episodic, is what you mean. It's, well, yeah, but it's it's like episodic <laughs> in the same. It's like it's like episodic in the same movie, but it's not specifically stated. They like tried to take all these cool things and then mash them together into some plot about political trade disputes yeah trade disputes i think we were talking about positive things and you guys okay, have already sorry, gotten I'm to sorry, the trade federation so for me okay it was it was it was pod race <laughs> it was lightsabers uh especially the end with obi-wan 
And when he fights Darth Maul after Qui-Gon gets stabbed, spoiler alert. Uh, Josh, what? Yeah, I know. I'm sorry, man. <laughs> I know you just read the books and you haven't seen the movie, but that's what <laughs> happens. Um, all right, Josh, what, what were your, what was like your favorite thing? Um, well, obviously, uh, like Brendan said, the pod race and Darth Maul I stole yours uh, well, exposed with the double lightsaber. I mean, I was probably five mm-hmm. and I hadn't seen four, five, and six yeah, yet. Me either. So my first lightsaber fight was Duel of the Fates. <sighs> On Naboo, so cool. in the really weird that reactor room, room or whatever, but it's just a bunch of like with a bunch of like plasma lava lamps, but it looks flying awesome. around. Yeah. And he he like turns the lightsaber around. We had already seen him use one side of the blade before, but then he he holds it horizontally, and the second blade comes out. And you're like, oh yes, oh, so awesome, Star Wars. Yeah, that was such a cool scene. <laughs> so yeah, so personal cool. highlight of the prequels for sure. Yeah, uh, for me, for me, it would definitely be podcasting. Or the pod the racing, podcast <laughs> racing, yeah, and uh, yeah, the podcasting uh, the ab- about the about the episode. That's part. my favorite part. So, yeah, so you're the pod about racing the and the podcast. Those yeah, guys those guys. Yeah. They were your favorite. Oh, yeah. hey, all right. Ooh, ooh, ah. No, those guys ooh, probably ooh, ah. were the closest thing to ruining. <laughs> they almost single-handedly scene. ruined it. It's possible. It's like we have Jar Jar, and now we have two-headed Jar Jar. Yeah, because it was like, <laughs> why? Why are you in this? scene and then I was like I guess you need a quirky guy and then I would think back because I was in high school when I was watching the, the theater I would think back like were there quirky guys in the originals like did they have people saying funny things uh, I don't remember I and so it was like I, I don't I don't know <laughs> this is new this but is I'll tell mean. you the 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 racing the, the pod racing that scene the way that it's edited is someone who is who's been in film and as an editor myself like th- that was top-notch editing it was Absolutely. crafted so well and it was the first time in the film where i like started to lean in and i cared about the outcome of the characters i cared about even his mother sitting on the sidelines watching anakin race and that was powerful so the part where i got lost were the little quirky things coming from that but i i was just involved at that point and then the scene stopped and then we you're right we went and just on to the next adventure but they spent so long in the race that suddenly i felt like this was what the movie was about this is what was like i care the, about anakin and then he just kind of like disappears as yeah, like but a you know at the, at the core you take the pod racing out of that film altogether mm-hmm. you don't have a movie not at all it, it, it is the movie it is and and that's what's so crazy about it but before that i could i was just constantly confused by the plot Perfect. trying to understand Look the at that. trade regulations yeah now that we're on to what the plot is that? yeah so let's <laughs> tear this puppy apart this not actually like no not, okay you know. so so yeah so let's, let's more ground rules we're going to talk about what we uh, struggle with the film i wouldn't say not like no, but what bad. do you struggle with <laughs> and then as we do that let's we'll start weaving um, in where we could have improved upon, where we feel like that story could have been played out a little bit better if it had, because because ultimately, the reason why we love Star Wars so much is because of this of this this universe, this galaxy story that's being told about the Skywalkers, and I feel like you got to have the story, you got to have the arch, you have to have what is the theme of this family, what is the struggle. You know, when you look at struggles of families, it's not just like, well, each individual brings their own struggle. Most times or not, when you look at a family dynamic, you have 
a common theme being run in through that. Well, I mean, I think all of us can like really um, uh, like uh, see ourselves in little Anakin. Cause you know, like for me, like my mom was a slave and I was a slave and then, and then like I was oh, taken yeah. by these like space monks. I remember that. Like that is what happened. He was like, super yes, easy no, to relate no, to his situation. No. Obviously I'm, you guys can't see my face, but I'm clearly kidding. There's nothing you are. relatable about Anakin's upbringing to anybody. Except for maybe like leaving home on an adventure, really. But there's not like Brendan. Do you remember being uh, born of a virgin birth? See, that's what I'm saying. A prophecy declared about you. Yeah, yeah. I mean, who was the father? None. None of there was no father. None of his story is relatable. I think maybe that's one of the the key problems with this movie is like none of the characters in Episode One are particularly relatable. Uh, You know, jump not jumping into Star Wars Episode Two. Flumber of the clones. The, why did we have to jump from Anakin being eight years old, Joshua? nine, nine years old? Close. Uh, hey man, I'm trying. You're getting yeah, uh, seven in the books. Oh, is he? <laughs> there, there are no books about them. Uh, is there? Is, is why do we have to jump from nine to being, however, nineteen old? And it, yeah, this nineteen years old. <laughs> it's ten years. We'll edit this all out so I, I sound smarter. Uh, the, <laughs> no, we'll leave it in. Thanks, the, Nick. Yeah, they, why do we have to make this jump? Because Natalie Portman, she did not. She didn't she, make this jump at all. She didn't make this she jump. Just, she looks exactly okay. as old as she okay. did. She's a senator. She she is like the queen of a planet. I'm pretty sure she can afford really good skincare. Also, have you seen Naboo? It's a it's a beautiful planet. Beautiful planet, indeed. Even beautiful planets create average-looking people. Okay. <laughs> so you know, let, me, let me just Fair say. Fair point. So why – that was my first struggle is why did he have to be nine? Is, is it – and I feel like that had to have been in some meeting somewhere where they were like, well, how, how old should we make Anakin? I feel if we're going to sell the most toys, what we should do – make him a child. Is make him well, a and, little tiny you know, kid. When – uh, Joshua and I were were kids when this movie came out, and it seems like this episode one was trying to rebrand to children, uh, for sure. in a lot of ways. Because I mean, every child wants to know about trade federation. Yeah, nothing is more interested than trade blockades and the politics of intergalactic senates. I mean, there's nothing more interesting. Yeah. In here, here, here. They, they, they really dropped the honest, ball on that I, one. I didn't understand any of that until. I want to say even out of high school when I was finally like, oh, I understand what the robots are doing there. Now it makes sense. But it, as a child, that never made sense. All that matters is uh, farting, farting uh, <laughs> Bantha and and Jar Jar going Piusa. I mean, that's just like, I mean, who is this that of course, for? That's, this, of course, right. makes sense. Hey, you guys ever heard the theory about Indian Jones and the Temple of Doom? Um, Did you, which, by the way, we're not jumping really off ship because yeah. we're actually talking it's about still, George Lucas. Still, Lucas. Jones. George Lucas wrote that while he was going through a divorce. Oh, Spielberg filmed it while he was in love with a leading actress, who then he later married and is still married to this day. Hmm. So you have Temple of the Doom with this like weird mesh between like, oh, I hate you so much. I hate the world. I hate everything. I can't believe my life is falling apart. Wow, I'm in love. Everything's so great. Well, that's oh, this flowing. We can you talk this, about that in episode two. With you have the scene where you have this like heart being ripped out, <laughs> being pumped. 
Right? And he's like, why, why would George write this? Now, this is why I'm bringing this back up is what on earth was going through George's mind while he's sitting there writing about trade federations right. and it's like wanting Senate meetings. At the same time, probably producers and himself even saying, we got to market this to kids. So, but they really need to know about the inner working politics of our Senate right now in the United States of America. How can we set that I mean, up? It's like, it's... It's so bizarre that the fact that so could we say that in this new version of Star Wars that we want to create that we would want Anakin to be older? I agree. I like, would absolutely how, agree. Like, with that. Would you say that if he was like maybe fifteen, they found him on a desert planet? You can still have the pod race. You can still have him not knowing how to fly a ship. You can have all these things, but he's not a kid. He's he's a young man gro- trying to fit in in the world and in this well, new environment. Yeah, but let me ask you this question. Is this defining his age really matter? He looks like a no, teenager. No, no, I'm just saying, matter. I'm just saying, like, right, looks, stor- so this yeah. is the problem, is this is another problem, a flaw, I see a struggle mm-hmm. with Star Wars Episode One. Way too much time is spent in the little details. Yeah. Making sure that we can label each character so that that way their name can get on that toy box uh-huh. and right there on the bottom. Oh, yeah, that, that was it. And it was in the movie. They said that name. <laughs> you ever seen that footage of George talking to Spielberg and he gets like the name of the alien race? Go- like Goongans? Goongans. Goongans. <laughs> and he says it wrong twice to Spielberg in the same conversation. He says it two different ways. <laughs> Clearly, we're just marketing to children at this point with our toys. Yeah, like, is it Jakku or is it Jakku? What is it? I don't know. (laughs) You know what I'm talking about. In Star Wars, they say Jakku. Yeah, they say Jakku the planet. They say Jakku? It like, yeah, they say it like three different <laughs> oh, ways. Yeah. Anyways, uh, me, me um, think this is for toys. Yeah, wow, different. that was toys. great. Yeah, Thank so, you for that. Um, so we want oh, is that Anakin. One? What? Who? Oh, oh, uh, Boss Nass. Boss, Boss Nass. Nass. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was good, Boss yeah. Nass. Boss, the Bombad General. I only know that because in Cause, the because uh, there's Al... a scene right there that we absolutely needed. Oh yeah, it's the Weird Al. Mr. Boss Nass. Al video. Johanna. See, this this weird, is the problem is, is is we're spending way too much time trying to figure out the details of these characters to the point that we have no relationship with these characters. Yeah, totally. It's, so I don't yeah. care how old. Anakin Skywalker is, but you would agree that you'd want him to be a, a teenager. I think he need, I think he needs to be a teenager. Okay. Well, because here's that, yeah. why: is is we're going to progress. We don't we do not need to make this dramatic jump, this ten yeah. year jump. A decade goes by. Well, and it's not between even episode like, one yeah. and episode two because honestly, when that happened, I felt no connection. I basically told myself, so episode one not needed. So I just delete right, yeah. all that stuff because it doesn't even matter anymore. Like, who remembers stuff that happened ten years ago? How personal is that to you as you're dealing with something in the moment, ten years later? That all that stuff, even every little detail, well, comes back. Well, okay, Did I we can need- I can tell you, like when Anakin just fantasizes about Padme. I thought about for her like, every day for every single park. day, and you know, yeah. and, and you we needed that. It line? happens if you're if you're just like a, a sick sick person. Sure. But yes. Not, not for a normal <laughs> but, human but, being. But 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 imagine that line even ten times better if when he says I, I could think about you every day, but it only been two years. Yeah. Is it less creepy because he's not a nine year old boy saying I thought about you every day for the last ten years? Yeah, it's super bizarre. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So like, that's I mean, if you think about it too, there's no reason he couldn't be a teen other than to sell little toys there's no reason he couldn't be a teenager because what even happens between episode one and episode two he Nothing. gets he gets caught in a nest of gundarks Gun, nest of gun, but that was just a dream i'm not saying that, that was a nightmare that he rescued you from remember oh, that's the line ha, ha. 
I, I, I win some. Right, Brendan, well, Brennan's level, right. one, yeah, one, uh, level fan base just went up, went up a little bit. bit. Josh went down. Yeah. All right, that's all right. So I won't even say him being as a teenager in the podcasting would the pod racing. Or oh gosh, I'm going to do it every time, time already, aren't man. I? I am. I'm going to do it every time. <laughs> the I'm not even going to. It's it doesn't ruin it. It's I. It's I'm not saying it's not believable for a nine year old boy to do what he did. It is a, a another universe, a, a story from a galaxy far, far away. I'll, I'll give it that, but I don't think it changes it dramatically. Do you know what I mean? Do you get sure. what I'm saying? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. It's not incredibly important. Well, and and that's the that's the crux of it is is that would would seeing a teenager do the things that Anakin did, do you seeing him being, you know, suppressed and 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 dealing with a slavery issue? Does that change any of that? For no, you, no, not, I, that's do you feel I more think, pity because it's a little little kid? I or? think maybe you do, and then maybe like because he's a kid, it's more amazing that he's a pod racer. But even then, if, if he was like a like a teenage boy, uh, teenage boys can still be um, demeaned and talked down to in the way that like no. a little boy, like his his relationship with um, uh, pod racing bad Sebulba. Sebulba, he could still have that little feud with Sebulba. Slimo. He doesn't have to be a nine year old that he could be a teenager and have this thing with with Sebulba. Sebulba. Yeah, so you know, I mean you know so I mean? I'm, I'm saying he's still a slave and he's still yeah, there's exactly. no reason he could not like you could just replace him with like a like a uh young Hayden Christensen Hayden Christensen and there would be other than him having those like little friends going, Well it's not gonna work, Annie. <laughs> let's go play ball. Yeah, let's go play ball. Leave Anakin to his nerd thing. Like you don't need it. Right. You could just leave that. You don't need it. And then Why do you need that? You you, you don't. And so, uh, even as a minimum, he he'd be twelve years old. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah. Uh, you know, the funny thing is, is that Hay- Hayden Christensen would have already been three years younger by the time that they were even filming that. Yeah, and it would have in followed, that movie. Yeah, exactly. It would have followed his progression. And and so you yeah. you have Hayden Christensen, unfortunately, just being thrown into the middle of a saga, going, "Hey, pick up the pieces." Yeah. I will never to this day. I I will not blame Hayden Christensen for the performances no, or anything like that no. at this point. It, it, he's literally thrown in where we're like, well, we connected with this boy, but what happened to him? Now he had this, to have aged three years. Who's this turned guy? into weird, a new teenager? Yeah. yeah. Uh, so, so we've we've established that we would like Anakin to be a little bit older. What would we do um, with, say, uh, with? I guess we could go into the Trade Federation part because we've talked about that a lot. I think we just need to start from the beginning. What okay. the heck is that? What, what is what it? Even is can that? we yeah. can we just completely start? Like we could have. Instead of the Jedi being the ambassadors, uh-huh. we could have actual Senate ambassadors go and do their thing off camera, and then we start with Qui-Gon Jinn and Obi-Wan investigating the invasion on Naboo. Because what would make sense, right, was that the senators disappeared. Or the, oh. the, the, the ambassadors. So it's like a mystery that yeah. needs to be solved. Right, that they, they've been, they've been, okay. they're going to yeah. investigate. I think the problem right. with that is is that they needed everything back at the Senate to be completely fine. But I think what's interesting is, is right, they even have footage where they have uh, the, the council member from Naboo basically saying, everything's great. Yeah. But then you have footage of him somewhere else basically saying, uh, we're in grave we're danger. Every, everyone's starving. <laughs> Things must, are a mess. You must contact me. You must contact me. But it, but it clearly doesn't in the footage. 
He's not distressed. No. He's not even being beaten yeah. up. No, that's he's a, no bruises that's, on his face. Right. He looks Obviously, normal. Yeah. Right. It's basically said he oh, you could have added to the line of like, I can't find my toothbrush. Yeah. You must urgently. I have I want a pickle and the jar is sealed. Yeah, clearly. I need Naboo. a Jedi. You must contact me. What a rich nation <laughs> yeah. this place is because right. you couldn't even tell at this point even in any of the scenes oh, later oh my when the droids are walking They're around like walking through the nobody, nobody seems in nothing. distress They're Wh- just, where like, and that's the problem they show they show slavery in the first part kind of it's like a light a light uh, slavery and then you go to naboo why couldn't they just show Naboo slaves. You mean on Tatooine? Uh, Tatooine no, 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 shows Tatooine has slaves. slavery. But, like, why can't you go to Naboo and have like the droids, like actually like, physically touch, moving like, actually people physically around? Yeah, they didn't even using them the possibly. Yeah, because whatever, they're, doesn't matter, I mean, they're, but they're invaded. They've taken right. over. There's no way to escape. There's no clear indication that like I'm not suggesting that they shoot anything. some innocent people. No, I'm but not. But that might to... have potentially helped a little bit. There could be that there was a little bit of a rebellion. I felt nothing for them. Exactly. I'm just saying if the people rebelled just even a little bit so that they were suppressed yeah. I think you would feel that tension yeah. and it would make sense then when the Jedi come and they're coming to investigate what the heck is going mm-hmm. on mm-hmm. that there's a little bit more weight to what's happening yeah. right. it's kind of like uh, I mean I hate to like like use a real world example but it could be sort of like a North Korea type thing that like when the Jedi go to they go to Naboo they see like nice pretty Naboo but we know as the as the viewers that behind the scenes it's really it's really nasty. Like what the droids and the, what the Federation is doing to the Naboo people is 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 like terrible. What's going on? But when the Jedi come, they're like, we don't see what's going. Like there's nothing wrong. And then the Viceroy is like talking them up. Like no, no, we came it's to this good. planet and everything's great. Like we've improved trade. We've made it better. But in reality, the people are like, and that's maybe could could be what they were investigating. I think when you look at when you look at these different clans or mm-hmm. basically the parties that yeah. George Lucas was trying to create in that, you can look at them like kingdoms, yeah. right? And the way that we look at it, that that's one of the things that we're dealing with in, in real life is kingdom battles, yeah. right? And, and granted, when you're telling a story like this, it's easy to start putting them into categories of races and things like that. But for us, we have kingdoms attacking us all the time mm-hmm. and where you have things like uh, where you have oppression happening. You might be not feeling it. You're in America. You're not feeling oppressed, but I'm not kind of talking about nations. I'm talking about kingdoms mm. and I'm talking about things like uh, the kingdom, the kingdom of sin, the kingdom uh-huh. of, of, of faith or the kingdom of trust and those kinds of things taking place in those. You have different uh, beliefs in that, in that way. And one of the biggest things is that you could, if you depicted oppression at this point, mm-hmm. you then see a need for things like, wait, dare I say the word, hope, <laughs> uh, and a need uh, for the Jedi. That's a good and point. I, yeah, I don't, don't see, see that. oppression. Yeah. Yeah. I don't see oppression. I see a very rich, well-off society yeah. that literally never changes in its position yeah. and never feels wrongdoing to it. You, They're basically... The only change that I see is everybody being escorted around wherever they yeah. go. And the droids aren't even mean. Yeah. They're just like, they're the, just kind of there. Yeah. They just walk around the, with the their worst, guns. The worst they're thing that happens well to anybody in Naboo right is all the pilots <laughs> Wait, sitting uh, in a big square in the hangar. 
Yeah, yeah well, that's, that's yeah, the worst and, and thing that like, happens those to are like not government but that's not practically, so we're, yeah. we're having the first counselor guy what we could have easily had at this point when he's reporting back to the senate and they're trying to tell him and the the and and queen amidala is going to the senate trying to convey that look we're in real danger right and well let's find out let's find out footage let's investigate at that yeah. point but you but you have the council members basically under distress being forced to say things that they oh. they don't want to say but you can kind of tell but it's not enough that it convinces the Senate that anything bad's really happening. So, but that's a problem because yeah. you had Jedi's there saying no, no, they were attacking them, but they don't even believe them. So I have a thought. Why'd they here. send them in the first place? I have a thought. After the Jedi go and check out Naboo, they do like the uh, oh, it's all it's all clear, right? Like we've seen Naboo. Uh, Trade Federation has told us like everything's fine. They nice play the ruse. ignorance because they don't. Uh, let's think about like the Star Wars universe as like a whole right now. The Jedi are completely in control. There are no Sith, right? At this point in the Star Wars universe. That they so know the, of. The Jedi, yeah, that they know of. So the Jedi have gotten complacent. So when they go check out this, they go check out this, um, this, uh, um, this, just this distress signal, they uh, almost want to just say, no, it's just probably like another normal routine thing. We can just take off and go fly past these uh, trade federation ships again to go back to Coruscant. Um, and as as they're after they give the all clear on the radio, as they're flying out, maybe the trade federation ships fire on them. Right? They disable their transmissions. They fire on them, damage their ship as they're trying to head back to Coruscant, and, would- and they go, "Oh my gosh." These trade federation people are evil. We need to get back in contact with. We need to get back in contact with Coruscant, but we can't. But their hyperdrive yeah, is but, leaking. Yeah, but our hard, so we need to go. We need to go land somewhere and get things fixed so we can and go. That, and that's how we, we end up back, tattooing. And that's and then the, and then you go back to because I mean and it, this doing this would follow the exact same progression. It would be they start on Naboo, they go to Tatooine, they pick up a teenage Anakin, um, and then they go to. And then, and then they go to Coruscant, report the issue, and then they go back to fight the Instead, battle. Instead, we, we have an R2-D2 scene where he saves the day. That's by, fine. So by plugging in R2-D2. one you, you don't you have thing. that. No, but you, you have, can. You, you can have that. I'm just saying. Are you trying to get rid of one of Star Wars fans' favorite characters, R2-D2? Rick, is no, that what I'm, you're telling I'm saying me? R2-D2 can exist. I said the problem is, is that he rescues them. Like, what's the sort problem? Of. He, he sort of rescues it. them. I mean, this is the problem. They still is, have to land and get the You parts. look at the real reality when you watch the behind-the-scenes footage and you hear George Lucas talk about all this stuff. He had endless possibilities. He had endless resources. He could mm-hmm. do whatever he wanted. In one of the scenes within the ship, he changes when the pilot sits down in the chair. He just CGI's him to sit down at a different time because he thought it was better. <laughs> That's the problem yeah. is you have all these scenes where everything is not going wrong. Uh-huh. And it's even reflective in the story. Things aren't going wrong. Yeah, you totally. just have inconveniences when you have Qui-Gon Jinn like struggling to uh, oh well I'm 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 convincing him using the force to have him do whatever I want oh but he doesn't bite this one time I guess Anakin's gonna have to race then you know that's uh, the that's the mind don't don't work on me only money money. (laughs) and and that's ultimately where we're at all right so uh, we're gonna we're gonna end here we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna talk we're gonna talk a little bit more about episode one, but uh, we hope you've enjoyed us kind of our little banter to this. Find out uh, in the next episode how we're going to take episode one. We can finish and it up. And 
yeah, we'll finish this up and we'll really show you a clear track of how episode one could have been this fantastic journey that got you even super more excited for episode two instead of telling yourself, well, this one could be better. And then that's when you sat in a tent maybe half the time like you did in episode one. <laughs> All right. This is the New Hope Podcast. Yeah, we Thanks hope for see, listening. We hope to see you guys uh, next week. We're going to try to make this a weekly uh, a weekly occurrence. So keep your eyes eyes peeled. Yeah, and, but Brennan, uh, Brennan, we won't we won't see them. Nor, oh, oh nor I'm they sorry. Hear them. Yeah, they you will hear us. We hope that you hear us next yeah. week. And keep your ears attentive to Star Wars. Uh, the New Hope Podcast. <laughs> and that's how we end things. Yeah.